prepare to qualify. You have entered the Fandom Effect, a podcast filled with anime, video games, comics, MMA, and unlimited ideas. Each week, a new guest will press enter and discuss how they're making their dreams come true with your host, Mark the Bushido Geek, Halberg. It's time to enter the Fandom Effect. Now, please insert 25 cents to continue. You have one playthrough. Better make it count. All right, everybody. What is going on? Welcome back to another edition of the Fandom Effect Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Bushido Geek. Uh, Sam will not be here today. She is at work, but don't worry. You get to hear my lovely voice again and again and again. But don't worry. I know you guys hate when I just talk to myself the entire time because then you call me crazy and other things like that because the internet's a fun place. Uh, So I brought on a pretty cool guest. We're going to be diving into the world of video games, which we don't do a whole lot. We don't, um, we kind of do random things. But as we said at the beginning of the year, we're trying to make more of a focus in diving into specific fandoms and the things that go behind it. So we're going to be diving into a specific genre of video games today. The like Dark Souls, Elden Ring, like third person. Um, I don't know how to phrase it. I'm sure my guest here will have a better idea, but uh, it's his sec- second or third time on the show. I can't remember. More than one. Uh, Mike, Michael Colby, who has done, who has a lot of different podcasts, but, uh, Michael, appreciate you coming on and, uh, I hope you're doing good. Oh yeah. I, I, I love the, uh, enthusiastic, uh, intro of a pretty cool guest. That's that's high praise, high praise, pretty cool. <laughs> I I've always loved talking to you. No, it's um you you've always been a really like a uh, great guest in the past when you've when you've hopped on the show uh and just like from the stuff that I know like from your posts and stuff of like your general knowledge and and a lot of stuff is uh I is pretty have good. I do have a good general knowledge of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm one of those people like I don't consider myself like intelligent or anything but i am curious so like if i ever have a question about something like i'll look it up and i know a little bit about a lot of stuff and a lot about uh from soft games (laughs) yeah uh which is what we're gonna be talking about today uh but before we dive into it i want to make sure we give multiple chances because you you do a lot of different stuff and it's all really really cool stuff so I want to make sure we give it like the, the proper chance to uh, to be explained. So can you give everyone like a, a quick kind of recap of some of the shows that you're currently doing and, and uh, where they can make sure they can find them? Because you, you do some your shows are really entertaining. Uh, well, right now, um, a, a couple of my shows are on hiatus, but um, we do a show called uh, PowerPoint Presentation or PowerPoint Showdown. Uh, where other people make PowerPoint presentations for us, and then we have to just muddle our way through them like we invented them, um, which I think is a Jackbox game, but like we do it on a regular basis. Uh, we also have a show called No Time to Binge, uh, where we watch the first and last episode of a television show and then make up the middle of it. Um, 
both of those you can find on some nobody's YouTube channel. Uh, but right now, I am, of course, working on Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex, which is a uh, scripted absurdist comedy show uh, that takes place in an alternate dimension, Reading, Ohio, uh, where my character gets killed, I think, 20 episodes into the show. So I'm a ghost now. Um, my co-host is a vamp is a gentle vampire. Uh, the other host is married to a werewolf and his dad is uh, a Frankenstein made of 72 people stitched together. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, <laughs> check out <laughs> Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex anywhere that you get your podcasts. Um, and then I guess my most normal one is one called This Bizarre Adventure, uh, where I am watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for the first time as a 44-year-old. Um, and my co-host is a JoJo super fan, uh, very talented cosplayer, um, voice actor, uh, B Highland, very funny. It's a, it's a real fun show where we don't talk too much actual JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We just, uh, talk about how horny we are for Dio. <laughs> <laughs> okay and I, I, it's a, I, I don't i don't i haven't watched jojo but i've heard a lot of friends talk about it so i know that name uh yeah. <laughs> fairly well just from lots of conversations so um i think yeah jojo's i've been told has that vibe of like you either like love it or you're gonna like question what you're watching uh, yes i would say both of those are equally correct <laughs> well i'm sure i mean there's probably plenty of stuff that you can watch and enjoy and be like i don't know why i'm watching it but i enjoy it so yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that um but no i, I like i said it's you, you do a lot of shows which is which is awesome and it's it, it's great to see and uh both for anyone listening both myself and sam on different episodes or actually on the same episode i don't know my mind's fried uh have done uh powerpoint showdown I don't know yeah. how it was a little while ago. Yeah, um, it's uh, again, it, it's been on hiatus for a little while. It will be coming back as soon as, you know, because we're people. Right. Uh, yeah. Stuff, sometimes stuff happens and we can't get podcasts out. Yeah. I'm, I am a uh, robot programmed only to podcast. Um, so normally <laughs> it's not me, but uh, my co hosts are in fact uh, human people. So. Uh, yeah. We let them, you know, deal with their human stuff. And, you know, I just sit and wait and podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the fact that you haven't like taken over uh, the world just yet, you know, is, is, you know, as we know, AI is, is growing. And so I'm sure Skynet is only a matter of time. So, uh, you know, it's, it's appreciated that you haven't uh, completely taken over just yet. <laughs> Because uh, I talk a lot, so I got a podcast. So I mean, like, yeah, you know, yep. all hail robot overlords. But <laughs> you know, let me, let me, let me, let me just spew my random nonsense. Um, <laughs> but we're we're here to dive into a, a franchise that you had like mentioned a couple minutes ago that you know a lot about and are pretty passionate about, um, and that's like the Dark Souls, uh, Bloodborne, Elden mm -hmm. Ring, uh, Sekiro, uh, and like Armored Core. 
uh, like that kind of series of games. And if you're listening, you kind of have a, an idea now of what I'm talking about. And the reason why I wanted to kind of dive into this specifically is because obviously like Elden Ring was a huge success and brought a lot of like new eyes to those kind of games. Uh, I'm new to that genre of games myself, but what is it for you like, Michael, that like makes these games so much fun to play? Because a lot of people like will attempt to play them get so frustrated and then never and then never touch it again but what is it about the games for you that really like drives you um i am one of those people i am one of those people who um played a little bit of uh demon souls when it came out uh got frustrated and put it down um i played dark souls one when it came out uh got frustrated put it down um, and I played Bloodborne, got frustrated and put it down. Uh, but there's something about uh, the my sort of video game thing is solo person in an alien world where everything is just trying to kill you. Like you're alone on this world and you have to figure it out or die <laughs> like i've right. been playing the metroid game since nes like yeah. that's my jam so um i remember watching g4 um watching attack of the show and oh, that was uh good stuff they like showed demon souls and i'm like wow this looks amazing and i picked it up and i'm like i wasn't ready for it um right and then I'm like, but something kept drawing me back. And I'm like, I, I would get a little bit further, but not far enough to for, for it to click. Um, and then for some reason, uh, there was a game called Lords of the Fallen, hmm. which uh, is not a good game, uh, but it came out uh, and it was free on like PlayStation Plus or something. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to give this a try. And it's Souls-like, but it's a little bit easier. Um, there's some there's some tweaks to the to the formula that you can do that like made me get through it. And then I was like, all right, well, maybe I'm going to try this Demon Souls again. Yeah. And then that's when it sort of clicked. I was like, oh, I, I get it now. I get what I'm trying to do now. Um, so... I always tell people, I don't think, you know, I think it's wrong of people who are into this series to talk about how hard these games are. It's like, oh, you just got to get good. Like, I hate, I hate that <laughs> mentality of like, you just right. got to get good at it because then people just think, oh, these are hard games. If I'm not good at it, I'm never going to get good at it. Um, so why am I even trying? Right. Uh, but I think that's the wrong attitude to go into these games with. Um, you have to go in. You, you do need patience. You need patience and you need to be willing to learn because nothing in any of these games is impossible. Everything you just have to go in and with the mentality of, all right, I'm going to go in and I'm going to learn how to do this. And then I'll be able to do it. Like normally when I go into a new boss fight, it's like, I'm not even going to attack. I'm going to block and I'm going to try to parry. I'm going to see what I have to do to not die. And right. then when I can live for two or three minutes, 
without without dying you know then i'll start attacking and see what works and what doesn't it's it's all experimental but once you figure it out you know how to do it like there's there are bosses in bloodborne that i had to fight 40 times that i can now do without getting hit it's it's just one of those things that once you know how to do it you can just do it Uh, but it does take patience you can't you can't go in you know thinking that this is a, a a platinum game where you can just hack and slash your way and and you know it's not bayonetta you can't you can't right. do that. You have you have to do it the way that you have to do it, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. It's it's the like learn the have the patience to kind of learn the boss patterns and uh, and everything. I, I know with some of these games, like Elden Ring in particular, there's always like a big mix of like how you build your character, like whether you go like strength or like decks or like if mm-hmm. you use magic or something like that, is there like a better way to beat these games or is it like, are they all viable options or just different, different degrees of difficulty? I, especially with Elden Ring, um, I found that all the different builds I tried were viable except if you try to do too many things at once. Like if you try to be an all around character, that's when you're going to fail. You, you sort of have to specialize in something like if you're a magic user, you have to put all of your, you know, put all of your stats into intelligence and, you know, you have to be able to do the spells and avoid the attacks because, you can't have enough points in, you know, in like strength and health that you need and also have enough magic to like do the amount of damage that you have to. So you have to figure out what works for you um, and and do it that way. I'm not a strength build guy. I like a dex build uh, okay. personally. Uh so I like to be able to dodge. Like I won't use a shield. I'm gonna dodge everything. I'm gonna not get hit. <laughs> right is yeah. how I play them. <laughs> okay, I mean it's a smart way to do it. Just don't get hit. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, that's also a harder way to do it because they are these games are built in a way that you put on heavy armor and you get a big tower shield that takes a hundred percent physical damage. You can get through most of it that way. Um, but I I always find that boring. But some people, that's just how they play. You know, you can right. one hand a, a great sword and, you know, bash your way through the game. And that's fine. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I like about it. Everything, you know, your character is whatever you want it to be. Yeah. What what would you say is like I know, I know you mentioned there's a new like armored core that's uh, going to be coming out and do you think like because of like Elden Ring success and bringing a lot of things to the franchise that more studios are going to be willing to like try to make games like this like where do you see kind of like the genre going like in the future? One of the things I really li- like I really liked Elden Ring 
because it doesn't tell you how to do anything. Um, it, it's a little bit more, you know, it lets you know a little bit more how you should do stuff than the other games. Uh, but it never, it's never like, oh, go here. You know, it never gives you the quest. Go here. You don't have like breadcrumb trails or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, figure it out. And again, that's not for everyone. Uh, but then when I play stuff like the new God of War or the new Horizon and every second, you know, I'm looking around in an area and my companions are like, oh, you need to do this. It's like, shut the hell up. I'm not even <laughs> at the puzzle yet. Yeah, you like pick up, pick up anything. They're like, oh, with that thing, it, it go this, this goes there. You yeah. do that. And, yeah, yeah, like I like I get it, dude. And I understand that some people do like that. I understand that a lot of people need that kind of thing. And that's that's fine. Uh, but I like to, you know, like I said, uh, I've been playing Metroid since the beginning. Like that thing didn't have a map. You had to walk around that world until you got something that you needed. And then you had to figure out where it was that you were that you needed to use that thing that you just found. Yeah. And I think that's really, uh, I think that's really interesting way to tell a story um, is like, Oh, you know, this is here. And then every once in a while you'll find an NPC who's like talking about something. And then, you know, maybe 10 hours later you're at a castle and you go to the top of the castle. And there's that NPC that you met 10 hours ago's father uh, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to, you know, I can't leave the castle, even though it's under siege. This is in Elden Ring, not in Metroid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, man, Metroid got weird. No, <laughs> I, Metroid's pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah. All the way through. Um, but but I'm I'm sort of going on that. My mind can't focus on one thing. So. Um, it's li- literally the genre to... of this. That's literally the, uh, should be like a second schedule for this show is when, <laughs> when your mind wanders. So yeah, that's that's what I think. But anyway, that was the long way of saying um, that, like you know, the God of Wars. I think that's the major way that the studios are going. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I think there's going to be some studios. Uh, from software and there you know deck 13 who made um lords of the fallen and the surge games uh okay. which were like dark souls in the future where you were like where you're like building a mech around yourself um you know they'll make games like this but it's i don't think it's going to be a mainstream thing i don't think it's going to be what most studios are doing because right. I, unfortunately, I don't think most major studios have faith in the players of their games to do things without them holding your hand. I think that it's it's actually going to get worse with the hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I can agree with that, because like you said, it's there's a lot of games now where it's everything is a, like everything that you pick up. That's a new thing as a tutorial, like you'll get past the tutorial level, but then. If you pick up a new item or a new component, 
it pops up a tutorial of like what that component is and what it does and what you can use it for and mm -hmm. how you interact with it. And uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot less try to learn to figure things out. And, you know, here, here's like you said, handholding, like, hey, here's everything you need to know. Uh, enjoy. And, you know. Yeah. But there's, there's also a lot of indie studios that, that, you know, that see that people do like that sort of thing. They also know that it's not going to be, you know, a trillion dollar seller. Uh, right. But the people that like it are going to like it. So, you know, there's a, the good thing about the good thing about, you know, I don't want to say how easy it is to make a video game now, but like it's it, you have assets and stuff that that you can use like more people are making video games because it's more accessible to be able to make a video game. So there's plenty of people who can make a game now who will, um, and they're going to do this kind of stuff. You know, it can't, we can't put it all on the shoulders of FromSoft to make these games. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this, of, of all of these games. Like, I don't know if you do a video version, but I have, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hunters, I have the hunters rune on my forearm from bloodborne. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so big like, fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Bloodborne's my favorite game of all time. Um, okay. And I've been playing since the Atari. <laughs> okay. And I, yeah. I know a lot of people get like nostalgia glasses for things. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, my favorite game is obviously Mario 64 because I played it when I was 13. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Mario 64, I'm sorry, is an objectively bad game. It's not good. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of old games that I love that are objectively bad. <laughs> oh yeah, like hundred percent. Yeah. So so I like to try new stuff and and this this series, you know, it just I'm the opposite of one of those, you know, oh you gotta get good. I'm like I always try to talk people into playing like trying them. Like yeah. anybody can do this. I watch streamers who don't have use of their arms uh, beat dark souls with like an arcade pad, like an arcade oh, yeah. uh, I think joystick I've seen, yeah. with their feet. So like, as long as you're willing to learn it, you can do it. Right. And, you know, I, I think that's uh, Miyazaki, the, the, the guy who like directed uh, demon souls the first Dark Souls, the third Dark Souls and Bloodborne, and I think Elden Ring as well. Um, he said, you know, I'm not great at video games and we don't put out a game unless I can beat it. So <laughs> anyone you gotta can, respect that, yeah. Yeah, anyone can beat these games. Like the, he said that they have balanced stuff because he wasn't able to beat it himself. So, you know, people who aren't good at games, you just have to, I, I think most people, I'm not going to say everybody, but I think most people, as long as you have the patience to learn how to do it, can do it. Um, yeah. And, 
And there's also something about them not holding your hand uh, and letting you figure out what's going on. Yeah. Because in a lot of in a lot of big studio games now, you know, you don't get any sort of sense of discovery when something happens. Like Bloodborne has a huge opening area, right? Where you're going through this city and you're fighting a lot of crazed townspeople and werewolves. And you spend a lot of time in this opening area and you're like, oh, okay, this is a werewolf game. Cool. You know, I'm having fun killing these werewolves. You beat this second boss and it opens up a new area. And I remember like walking into this new area going, this is not <laughs> a werewolf <laughs> game. Like this is yeah. not what I thought this was going to be. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Cause I want people to have that experience of you walk out into this. You've spent 10, 15 hours in this opening area and you walk out into a different game and the rest of the game is trying to piece together what exactly is going on. And you can beat the whole game without really knowing, you know, what was happening. And you can have a perfectly great time because the combat is precise. The dodging, like all the mechanics work. I don't think these games would work as well as they do if the combat wasn't perfect. Like you right. can have fun playing these games without caring about the story of the games because the combat's so good. It actually ruined me on combat in other games. Like now if I'm mashing X. Oh yeah. If I'm mashing X and Y to, to cleave through hundreds of dudes, like sometimes that's fun, but I'm, you know, it's missing something. And, right. And like if I play a Bayonetta now, I don't want to shit on Bayonetta because it's fun. But like <laughs> Right, yeah, but you gotta compare it to something sometimes. Yeah, but like that's that's sort of because three came out not that long ago. It's sort of the last action mashy game that I played. Um and I'm like, man, if this combat was more better paced <laughs> i would yeah. enjoy this more because there's especially in bloodborne again i'm gonna talk a, a lot about bloodborne because it's it's my favorite game it's it's yeah. i think the one with the best combat bloodborne has these weapons that that change form there's like a, a there's a, a light and a heavy attack for both forms and you can change their forms during your combos Okay. And it does different stuff. And it's like, there's only 10, maybe a dozen weapons in Bloodborne. There's not a lot. But every one of them has like all this stuff you can do with them. And it's like, the combat is so interesting. And getting the timing right on your parries and getting your timing right so that when you dodge, uh, you have invincibility frames. Like, if you're dodging at the right time, the enemy attacks don't hit you. 
And to get that stuff right, once you get it right and you start feeling it and like understanding how the games work, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. So now if I'm playing something else and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm mashing these buttons. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, so but there's something missing. Yeah. It's like that. Not like, not just difficulty, I guess like just more of the sense of, I guess more of a sense of accomplishment um, versus like you said, if you're just, you know, the game tells you, Hey, hit this button 50 times and you'll mm -hmm. cleave your way through the level versus like you said, spending, you know, two or three attempts at a boss just to learn how they move and then going into it and like giving it like a real shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, and, you know, there there are games, like the Ninja Gaiden games, games. Uh, that get, they, they get the reputation for being hard, and they're a different type of hard uh, than, than the yeah. Dark Souls games. I think a lot of people put them in the same category, but there's a lot of deaths in a Ninja Gaiden game where I'm playing, and I'm like... I don't agree with what just happened. <laughs> like, yeah. That wasn't fair. Anytime I've ever died in a Dark Souls game, there's a couple of bosses that have some cheap attacks or whatever. But 98% of the time, I'm like, oh, I see what happened there that led to my death. And that's the kind of hard... Uh, and again, Metroid Dread was the same way. The last boss in Metroid Dread, I probably fought 50 times. But each time I got a little bit further into, you know, and by the time I beat that last boss, I did it, you know, getting hit two or three times. No big deal. But I learned every time that I that I died in that boss. And that's how every fight in Dark Souls feels like. It also has a thing where you go to an area like they're open at first and you can go to an area that you're not supposed to be in and you can. You can fight your way through it like you can make your life miserable and, you know, fight this area that you're under leveled for. Yeah, go ahead. People do it all the time, uh, but you don't have to do that. You can go to another area. and you know that's sort of where you learn how the game works and and you can get leveled and you can get over leveled it, there's nothing stopping you from over leveling yourself um i've done it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so yeah it, it's just it's one of those things that it, it gets i and don't get me wrong the games are hard <laughs> there's there's yeah it's not like you're not going to go into it and be like, oh, once I figured it out, it's easy. No, the games are hard, but they're all doable. And yeah. I, I think that's, you know, I was playing Returnal lately. Okay. It's a, it's a roguelike. Um, but again, it's it's a lady trapped on an alien world and you have to figure out it's a roguelike. Um and it's one of those games where I never felt like I was being cheated when I died. Like when I died, oh, okay, there's there's the reason why I died. And yeah. that's that's the delicate balance <laughs> that, that all of these FromSoft games 
have. Like it, yeah. it's, it's a tightrope that a lot of companies I think try to walk and fall on one, one way or the other, like either unfair deaths or like too easy. And I'm not saying you can't make a good game in either of those. It's just not the same. There's yeah. something about these FromSoft games, and there's a couple others. You know, there's a whole genre of Souls likes. Um, most of them don't do it for me, but a lot of people like them. Um, but there's a couple that that do a very good job. Uh, this year, a game called Wo Long came out. It's okay. by Team Ninja, the the people who do the Ninja Gaiden games. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's if you made Dynasty Warriors out of Sekiro. Okay. And right. the first, I was like having so much fun in this first level, and then the first boss was the hardest boss I think I've ever <laughs> played. And this was the first boss in this game. I didn't have nearly as much of a problem. Once I got past that boss, the rest of the game was sort of a breeze. <laughs> okay. Um, I, but I was mad at them because I was like, most people aren't going to torture themselves through this. When it's the first boss. When yeah. it's the first boss. They're not, you know, and there's something wrong with my head that i did do that <laughs> i think since i mean you said they, you're a robot so i mean that i, like, I am a that, robot that does track yeah i'm I, I don't mind bashing my head against the wall as long as i feel like i'm making progress yeah so the amount of times that i fought that first boss is embarrassing <laughs> like i don't even want to <laughs> think about it uh but I finally made it through. And I think since then they've patched it and, and made that first boss easier. So I'm, I'm recommending that game to more people now because it, it is a really great experience all the way through. Yeah. Um, but that first boss is, is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's again, a, a lot of what these people who are trying to make souls like games, there, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if, if Miyazaki is a magic man who knows exactly, you know, the line to walk, but nobody else seems to be able to walk right on that line. Right. People get close, but. Do you think it's like the fear of having it just be like a flop or is it just not wanting to take the same risks that he is with like the Souls games and. Elden Ring and everything and Bloodborne. Uh, I I think it's I think it's money. I do think it's money because a lot of these, you know, making games is a lot of work. And yeah. It it takes so much and it takes so much money to make these games that a lot of a lot of uh developers can't make the games themselves anymore. So they need to take money from publishers who won't let them take the risks <laughs> okay yeah because yeah. because the money is tied up uh so I, I do think that um i do think that that it's i mean 
I'm an anti-capitalist, so I'm always going to come back to it's money's fault that, that something yeah, I mean, isn't it, the it, way it's supposed to be. 99% of the time, that's, yeah. that's pretty much what is the case. I mean, it, it, they do it with like television shows and movies and everything. It's not just video games. It's, it's right. any kind of art. Yeah. Because once you get money involved in art, you're going to be taking some artistic integrity away because you're trying to make a product that appeals to the most amount of people. Yeah. Now I, I know you, obviously you had mentioned Bloodborne's like is your favorite game. And we had kind of touched base on like the, the combat and that kind of being like a big reason for it with trying to like, you know, get people into like, if you know, like obviously if you're going to recommend a game, you're probably going to recommend Bloodborne. Um, besides like combat, you know, what about Bloodborne as like a game stands out as like, things to focus on and pay attention to if you're playing it for the first time. Um, well, there's this, there's a Victorian Gothic aesthetic to the game. Um, the, the character, all of the, it's not armor because you don't like what you're wearing doesn't really affect much. Um, but like you have this Victorian Gothic. And like I said, the first whole section is a werewolf section. And that's just like the, it's just the like surface. Yeah. The, once you get into it, it turns into a Lovecraftian elder gods, aliens from outer space thing that I have never seen I've been reading Lovecraft since I was, you know, 13 years old. Um, and I've never seen any like any medium sort of encapsulate Lovecraft the way that this game does. It's like it's cosmic horror, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. <laughs> and the yeah. game's, you know, the game came out in 2015, so I feel like I'm not giving anything away, but right. Yeah. It's, it's, which it, it's been out for a while. And I was recently uh, watching, there's a, um, there's these two, like it's a YouTube thing called game grumps. Um, they, mm -hmm. They've been going for like 11 years at this mm -hmm. point. Um, and I was like looking for somebody to kind of watch while I was at work and they were, they have like, it's, it's like eight and a half hours total uh, of a bloodborne playthrough. Mm -hmm. And I was watching it. And like, this is maybe like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, the, the, the visual aesthetics hold up to stuff that I see coming out right now for PlayStation five and mm -hmm. uh series X. And it's a, it's at least, I can't, what, what year did Bloodborne come out? I can't um 2015 was Bloodborne. Okay. Um, but it, it's like, it's, it's amazing how the looks and graphics of that game are still holding up so well. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Um, it's it's a style. It's not like they're trying to make realistic looking people. Um, it's not like they're trying to make realistic anything. Uh, so just like, you know, if you play any games from back in the day, it's like you put in a PlayStation 2 game and you're like, oh, this looks <laughs> terrible. But then you put on like beautiful Joe 
or like Jet Set Radio or something that has like a stylized look to it. And it's like, oh, this still looks great. Yeah. And that's sort of what Bloodborne does. Everything's exaggerated. Like even your player character has like, they're like real thin and real long. And they have like big hands and and big feet. It's like a stylized everything, you know, and then you have these, these werewolves and like giant ogres and stuff and everything is just sort of unsettling. Yeah. And it, it just, it holds up really well because they're not trying to, they're not trying to make anything look realistic. Right. It, it's okay. sort of, it's sort of the way that like breath of the wild can look good on the switch, even though the switch is like right. super underpowered, <laughs> yeah. they're not going for a realistic looking game there. It has a style. Yeah. And, and it's, it's sort of the same thing, you know, there's going to be a lot of games, even from the PlayStation five generation that aren't going to hold up in the future because of whatever, but you're still going to have games like, you know, like Bloodborne that you can play now and go, oh, this still looks great because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't trying to push the boundaries of graphics. It was just trying to do its own thing. Yeah. But okay. But um, Bloodborne, eh, Bloodborne might be the first one that I I recommend if people want to start uh, because it doesn't have shields, so it it never feels slow. It's a lot of dodging. Uh, you have more invincibility frames, so your dodge can take longer, and you still won't take the hit. Um, if you lose, you know, if something hits you and you jump right back into the fight and hit it, you get your energy back as you're, okay. as you're doing hits. So it, it's like a very aggressive game. If you want to hack and slash through a from software game, that's the one that you want to play uh, because it, it does. You have to be in there you have to be fighting you can't sit behind a sword or you can't sit behind your shield and take the hits until you can hit you know you you have to figure out how to play the game yeah it i I, so i have two on steam i I have sekiro but i haven't played it uh yet and uh i have elden ring Mm -hmm. i have a couple hours into i do want to give it like a full like legitimate try um i do remember dying to godfried like six times uh and then just being like all right i'll pick this back up a little bit later okay did uh, you, i have zero are you, clue what i'm doing are you fighting god are you dra- fighting godfrey or are you fighting godric uh is it the, the first one first or the one. second one first okay. one yeah and you're one. fighting godric yeah okay yeah godric yeah <laughs> um because i get I, I like i think part of my problem was i think i i didn't know what i was doing so i was like putting points like in whatever i thought made sense and mm. then like learned after like oh i should have specified like if i was gonna go strength or magic or because i know elden ring is like a big magic there's like a big magic component the Uh, magic is i switched over to a magic build and it is overpowered uh you can definitely bully your way through elden ring you know once you get certain spells yeah I wasn't having a ton of fun with it, but you can definitely do that. Um, yeah. I wasn't having a ton of fun because I'm 
versed in these games. Like I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but even, even then in the beginning, Elden ring is hard. Like (laughs) make no mistake about it. Yeah. But that's also the thing with these games is they're hardest in the beginning. Once you get, once you get sort of your legs and you get to, um, you get to upgrade your character and you get to upgrade your weapons, upgrading your weapons, much more important than upgrading your character. Um, Right. So once you get, once you're able to do that stuff, that's when you're going to start having fun with it. Okay. I was so hyped for Elden Ring and my first build, I played four hours and I was like, oh, I was so disappointed. I was like, man, this sucks. I can't believe that I'm like, uh, I can't believe all this hype and, and and I, I'm not having any fun with this. I switched builds. I started over from the beginning. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it this way. And then, and then I went and I've beaten Elden Ring like four or five times. I have the platinum on it. It's, it's, it's one of those things, but, but yeah, they're always hardest in the beginning. Yeah. So I, I eventually will go back into it and restart it. And then I'll I'll probably, I I do want to give the games a legit shot and not Mm -hmm. just like you said, like go full magic and just bully my way through it. Like I want to give it a legitimate shot. So I, I might try like going like strength um and just seeing if i can like do damage but not like besides magic i would say strength is probably your easiest um i know i know in elden ring a lot of people are using bleed uh so if you start as a samurai that's uh, that's generally what i started with because i love the samurai culture so if i keep all that's kind of what i did you might like wolong then as well it's it's really cool it's set in ancient uh it, I mean, it's it's the yellow turban thing, the same thing that oh okay uh, yeah that That's all the I dynasty love... works. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it it's it's a really cool setting. Um, and once you get used to how it works, and again they they nerfed that first boss, so um, right, it, okay. it should be doable oh, okay. for for more people now. If you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, I definitely. But yeah, um, if you're going with Elden Ring, I would restart it at this point. <laughs> yeah, you... I wasn't very far. I think I was like maybe like level 10 or 12. Like I was not far by any any stretch okay. of the imagination. Okay. Uh, so restarting would be fairly easy. Yeah. Um, I know you one question also, I wanted to... Oh, you sorry, can also, if you go up to the castle uh, that Godric is in, and you turn right, you can go around the castle and get to an open area where you can level up a little bit more before your fight. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I know um, there's one of the questions I wanted to ask, because I'm just curious. Uh, I was curious about this. Like, So storyline for me is like, I, I get, I, I try to make myself invested in this, not make myself, but like, I like to get invested in like mm-hmm. the lore and, and kind of what's going on. Um, I know with the, like those kind of games, uh, some of the lore can be like, if you go in little spurts out playing, or if you're doing a lot of like side grinding, you can kind of get distracted from like what the game is actually trying to like teach you. 
Uh, I'm going to say no on that. uh, Okay. Because the thing about uh, the thing about these games is that nothing is wasted. Your your side, the side stuff that you do is not like just for grinding sake. It has it all has lore implications, which is one of the things that I liked most about Elden Ring was that no matter what you did, no matter what weird little side thing you did, what, you know, what dungeon you discovered in a cave as you were going past it, at the end of it, you fought a boss, you found a thing, and everything ties together. Uh, okay. Nothing's nothing's wasted. Your even your grinding sessions are gonna are, are gonna produce some sort of lore implication. Okay, interesting. Okay, but you also you have to seek out the lore. It's not gonna tell you. You have right, to, okay. You have to find it. <laughs> okay, and that's that's it is really interesting though. Like it's like you said. There's there's. I've only, like I said, other than the few hours in Elden Ring, like I think at, I'm curious to how far, like how many hours. It, it wasn't much. Uh, yeah, like three, three and a half hours was like okay. the amount of time I like played it in a sitting. And then so uh, you're you're like, a, I'm like a hundred times, like literally a hundred. Yeah. Times more than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, again, like I, I do want to give it a, like a real shot and restart and just like try going strength and then like magic just to like get my feet wet and the you i would always recommend putting some sort of magic on your character uh like demon souls demon souls and elden ring specifically uh okay are are games where a little bit of magic will take you far like you don't have okay. to specialize in it but having it with you is gonna save you in in some situations. Yeah. So like putting more of your points into like you know magic and strength, and then like is 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 putting the like I know you said don't try to like be a all around person. Mm-hmm. So are like if you're going like a certain but like let's say you're going like I want to majorly do strength with some magic. Do you bother putting points into anything else, or do you just put things into like those two main ones? Me, yes, that's how I do it. <laughs> I, I'll usually pick one thing. It's like put it, put it in your hit points. No matter what you're playing, no matter which one of these games that you're playing, strength, uh, your your hit points. I, blah, I'm having a brain fart as uh, to yeah. what that <laughs> stat is. But uh, raise your uh... hit points, raise your stamina, and then. I usually get I usually get my like if I'm playing a strength build I'll put I'll get my strength up to the soft cap before I start investing in anything else. But yeah, I want everything okay. up as far as it can go until, you know, until I have enough excess to start trying something new. But then when I start investing points in something like secondary it's you know every third every third level i get i'll put one point into that and then it'll be you know decks hit points 
yeah. then magic, you know, okay. and then dex, hit points, magic. Okay. So like a little variety, but like yeah, like a, a limited amount of like points, like a yeah. like a three I, to one kind of scale. Yes. And I think like you can do sort of a a, a dual build, but I wouldn't again, I would never I would never say <laughs> you know try to be an all-around character in these games it's right it's, you're just gonna make your life harder because that's what i tried to do at first and then like i would again glutton from punishment you know i'll i'm one of those that will go into a level that i'm not ready for and i'll just torture myself until i get all the way through it you know right my builds in the beginning were bad because i was just like i'm just gonna try everything then i wasn't good at anything (laughs) so i I was never and then you know i i would go back after i figured you know after i was like okay i do like these games i'm gonna keep playing these games let me figure out how to actually play these games and then i would go back and i would be like oh i spent 10 hours in this area and i just got passed it in 45 minutes because i was yeah you like you, you put know, all your points was, into like a yeah. specific thing yeah yeah okay um to to cut as we get ready to kind of like wrap up i, I think an interesting way i want to kind of do this is the games that are out in general that are in that that category of games with mm-hmm. bloodborne like being obviously like a clear number one for you how do you kind of rank like if you had to give someone like a top five in the franchise uh, or I guess in the category, uh, where would you kind of like place these games as a like, hey, you start with this one and then go kind of down the list? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, my ranking of them would be different than how I would tell people to play them. Um, okay, so do, so I'm, yeah, so go over both. <laughs> I'm an outlier in that Dark Souls 1 uh, is everybody's favorite because a lot of the one, it's, it's a lot of people's first one um i don't i think dark souls is hard to go back to that game is that game is rough if you want to start with it um so i would go bloodborne if you want to be aggressive um elden ring i think is a good first one because even though it is still very hard in the beginning it's also very open so you can find a place that you can grind and you can over level. I would say Elden Ring is a great starting point for anyone. Um, okay. Dark Souls 3, I would say, should probably be your first Dark Souls game. Uh, there's a okay. lot more bonfires in that one. The story is, it does tie together with the other ones, but it's not the most important part. It takes place thousands of years in the future from the first one and in a different place than the second one okay so as far as story goes you're not gonna miss a lot um but then i would go i would go demon souls i think demon souls is sort of the easiest one once you know what you're doing okay uh, the bosses and everything, if you have, like I said, even a little bit of magic is going to get you most of the way through that game. Um, right. So Demon Souls, I would put in there. If you can get the remake, that thing is gorgeous. 
the remake of uh, Demon Souls for the PlayStation Five is one of the best looking games I've ever played. Um, okay, but if if you just have a PS3, it's the same game mostly. Um, okay. Still one of the most fun ones. And then Dark Souls Two and One, they both have their problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but as far as my favorites go, it's uh, Bloodborne, Demon Souls. Elden Ring, uh, Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 1. Okay. I don't put Sekiro in with the... Uh, and again, I'm an outlier on this. A lot of people are like, oh, you you don't, you know, you don't put Sekiro on there because, you know, you're not good at it or whatever, which is true. I'm not good at Sekiro, but um, it's not a Dark Souls game. You Almost nothing that makes dark souls what it is is in sekiro okay. sekiro is a fantastic game it's got it's got mechanics that i would have never dreamed would be in a FromSoft game um the the grappling hook arm the jump the stealth it's it's all great but it's more of a tenchu game than a souls game and you're gonna get some comments for what i just said and i apologize for that that's eh, fine but i'm used to it sekiro is not a dark souls game it's closer to tenchu which is fine the tenchu games rule <laughs> right sekiro is closer to a tenchu game than than a dark souls game okay interesting all right like I said, one of the reasons I was excited to kind of dive into it is I have a very limited knowledge base on uh, how what these games are and like how mm -hmm. they work. And outside of like a couple hours of playtime, really yep. not much actual like real experience. Yeah, Sekiro uh, is not Sekiro is not going to get you used to any sort of Dark Souls stuff. Um, okay, if if you want a game. The, the stealth in Sekiro is great. The platforming in Sekiro is great. Um, you have to play that game perfectly for an insane amount of time <laughs> to beat these bosses. Like right. when you're doing like when you're doing like damage with your sword, it's minuscule. It's nothing. You have to parry. And you have to get those, you know, you have to get those parries. The timing is very small and you have to do it or else you're going to die. It's, 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 it's tough. But if you can okay. get into the groove, man, that's a, it's a great experience, but it's not, it's not going to give you any sort of Dark Souls anything. <laughs> okay. All right. So some hot takes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And no, again, I like it though. It, and and anytime I say that, people get really mad at me. They're like, "Oh, you're just not good at it." No, it's not a Dark Souls game. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I I respect the, the the opinions on it, and I think, like you said, you, you've played them all. So I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> you, you're gonna have a, a pretty good idea, pretty good idea about it. And I've been playing Tenchu from the beginning. So like right, I, I yeah. know what a Tenchu game looks and feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um interesting. Okay. Um yeah, I, I'm genuinely more excited to like give Elden Ring a legitimate shot than 
I have been in a while because uh, I've had it obviously like for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been like a year since I really dived into it. But yeah, I think yeah, just talking yep. to you about it has kind of made me excited to really kind of dive into the game a little bit. It's an amazing game. And again, um, it is by far the hardest in the beginning. <laughs> right. Yeah. So There's I just got to make sure I actually build properly and not just yep. uh, there, there. Yep. There and And there's, I mean, there's weapons. If you're a samurai, there are weapons that you can get pretty early on in the game that are going to make the rest of that game so much easier. Um, Okay, get get those katanas and don't be afraid to like look up. You know, if you're, oh yeah, I I am never, I'm, I have always been like a, I I would rather look it up Mm -hmm. and like find it than like, like after nine hours be like dear god i need a better weapon and then google it and be like well i could have saved myself nine hours of frustration if i had just googled one sentence yep (laughs) uh yeah i i am a definite advocate for if you don't know where something is but you know that type of thing exists google it look it up find someone who has a guide and says go on the map here's a map here's a pin go there it's in this chest and then there you go great there's a guide on youtube that i saw far too late um but it what is it it was like get your character over leveled in like 40 minutes and it shows you a path it shows you you know it's points on the map i think it's six or seven points on the map that you can get to without ever fighting a boss you get your horse and you go here and you do this and you go here and you do this and you go here and you do this you pick up this weapon you put you know this amount and and you're good you'll be good for the rest of the game cuz hmm. if you can get through that beginning of the game you'll be able to you know again figure out how it works and then you know you'll go into the rest of it with more confidence yeah. and then yeah and don't okay. awesome. i'm going to say if you go strength uh don't do what i did uh, there is a very early game sword that's a giant sword made out of more swords. And it's oh, one the of the Game of Thrones thing. It's one of the coolest looking weapons I've ever seen in a video game. And I that's the that's the sword that I leveled up to level 10 first. Like I leveled it up all the way. I don't remember if that's a 10 or if that's like a 25. Uh, I think it's a 10. Um not it's not great it's not a great <laughs> weapon <laughs> not that powerful <laughs> just kind of the cool factor of yeah uh, of what it looks like it, okay. it is so cool and i do walk around with it sometimes just in my offhand just to have it <laughs> okay okay just kind of the to show off You're like yeah, yeah that's right i can have yeah, this in right. the other hand <laughs> yep <laughs> i have enough strength i can make this happen yeah okay <laughs> I like that. No, yeah, that's, that's that was definitely some good info. And like, so what, when I inevitably start playing Elden Ring, I will let mm-hmm. you know uh, how many tries it took me to finally beat the first boss again. <laughs> yep. And and depending uh, on how you do it, you know, you might be to a point where when you go to that first boss, I've seen people like three shot that first boss because you know they went and did a bunch of stuff first. Oh, okay. Like, and then put all their the stats time... up and then went back. Yep. And... yep. When I went to do um, my new game plus, my first new game plus on Elden Ring, 
that uh, the the knight that's right in the opening area. Okay. Yep. That kills everyone. Yep. Ninety times before they realize yep. they should probably just run past it. Yep. I think I think it took me like four or five hits to to beat that thing on my new game plus. I'm like, yeah, so much power. <laughs> okay, that's really good to know. Okay, I'll I'll keep you updated on my on yeah, my Elden definitely Ring experience do. and uh, let you know how it all goes. Um, this was a lot of fun. I learned a lot about like this genre of games and uh different ways to kind of go about it and so i'm hopefully anyone listening uh you're taking some good notes because you're probably not going to find that many people who are going to be willing to be uh like you said not the uh the get good mentality of just just try harder and learn better like yeah it's it's a terrible community uh that the dark souls games (laughs) have and i was like anytime that i go on a podcast talking about dark souls i'm always like I'm always like, people are going to turn this off because they don't want to hear some Dark Souls fan talk. <laughs> because if online, if online is any like indicator, uh, we're all just the worst shitheads. <laughs> we're all terrible. Yeah, it's one of the main reasons I stopped playing um, League of Legends a long time ago was mm-hmm. I couldn't stand the community anymore. Yeah, uh, but. I uh, th- like I said, this was a lot of fun for me. I really enjoyed this. Um, hopefully, anyone listening also was able to enjoy it and get some get some good knowledge and, and entertainment out of it. Um, I know we mentioned at the beginning of the show, but I, I want to make sure we get a, a chance to kind of recap it uh, at the end there. So um, I know you're doing a lot of different shows, but um, can you want to okay, kind of like quickly recap like the names and everything so people can make sure they get a, a good chance to listen to them and jot them down? Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex. Uh, If you're looking for something, I'm not going to say that you've never heard before, but that you very rarely hear. Uh, If you like, if you like uh, Welcome to Night Vale or um, uh, Less is Morgue are two shows that I sort of, you know, I put ours in the category of it's like weird comedy you know craziness um, yeah so if you like night Vale or if you like less is more check out jack billings presents haunted apartment complex um if you want to hear just two people horny for a cartoon character um listen to this bizarre adventure um and then go to some nobody's uh youtube channel for the rest of our shows um yeah some nobody's is out of commission right now but they'll be back i i have no i have no problem saying that it, it the the hiatus isn't forever right yeah okay well that's awesome but until like then, that. yeah until then it's just the two that i'm working on it's this bizarre okay. adventure and jack billings presents haunted apartment complex okay awesome and obviously um anything that was mentioned um you can uh when we get wrap up you can just message me the links to everything so i can make sure to uh, drop everything in the show description for anyone that's listening so you have an easy way of uh, getting to everything that was just mentioned so you don't have to like sit there and replay it 10 times and try to like, write everything down uh, don't <laughs> yeah. worry it'll be in the show description yeah i do um, not I'll make sure of it <laughs> i do not uh we're always like whenever we you know think of an idea um we're like we should probably make this easily searchable 
but then it's like that's not we're not into accessible shows right. we our shows are too weird so it's like if somebody wants to listen to something like that they'll figure it out <laughs> yeah exactly um and on that note of if you've already listened to it you'll figure it out since you made it this far in the episode you might as well uh like review and subscribe uh whatever platform you're listening to whether it's apple or spotify or whatever it might be all of our social links are in the description so you know where to find them um you will catch new episodes of the phantom effect every friday morning uh you can also catch me on dad's anime stash uh live most thursdays uh where we just review random animes do tier anime lists and uh fight reviews and anything other anime we can really figure out our heads on uh if you need any editing work done you can reach me at uh digital shogun uh you can just go on facebook search digital shogun that's my editing company um if not we will always be back every friday uh, bright and early for an episode of Fandom Podcast as we dive into more fandoms, the reasons that they exist, and the reasons why people are so passionate about them. Um, like we always try to say in the Phantom Effect, always try to give everything at least a legitimate shot because you never know being what being a part of something will lead you into, and uh, you never know what new avenues it might open up for you. So always at least give most things a, a genuine shot, whether it's a video game or an anime or a book uh, or a comic book or whatever it might be. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Big uh, push on our independent town. We got a lot of artists uh, coming up. And uh, at the end of the month, uh, it's June right now. Uh, end of the month, we have a, a great episode to wrap up uh, uh, Pride Month with a, a good friend of mine that has a couple poetry books that have been published. Uh, we dive into kind of the writing fandom a little bit. So you have that to look forward to at the end of the month. Uh, but with that, that'll wrap up this episode of the Fanfic Podcast, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next Friday for another episode. Well, not bad for one playthrough. You have multiple achievements left to unlock. Please follow the Fandom Effect podcast on all available platforms and unlock the next level. If that doesn't work, just turn it on and off.